there was and it was it was an awesome feeling like it was a good moment of silence like everyone's like so focused like you know getting their color um choosing the color palettes and you know like and even for the people who attended seeing that even though someone else may have had picked the same template their end result was completely different Welcome to Peak Pyrography, the wood-burning podcast, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood-burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood-burning in 2020, and I haven't put my burner down since. If you've been enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe, like, or comment on this episode, or give it a rating on whatever platform you're using. It really helps us show out, it's a great way to support me, and help me continue making it. As you know, every week I invite you to embark on an adventure into your art with the creative spark. This is open to all mediums and this week's spark is unique by Blind Love Wood Burning. I encourage you to create a piece inspired by that word and share it on Instagram. And then next week I'll share a couple of your designs in my stories. Do you have an idea that you want to hear featured on the podcast? Share your ideas at peak-pyro.com slash prompts. Now for today's guest. Today's guest is Shanique Brown of Plaid and Peaches. We had a heck of a time getting connected, but once we finally did, the conversation just flowed. We laughed and chatted as if this weren't our first time meeting. I love Shanique's art and hearing stories of how intergenerational it is for her. And after following her for years, I had no idea of some of the struggles that she's had to overcome to continue to make art. I won't spoil all the stories for you here. So go ahead and hear it all from her. All right. Well, Shanique, welcome on Peak Pyrography. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I am so glad. So glad we finally got connected. I know. Same Uh, here. It's been a while. It's been a a bunch of back and forth. But we're here. We finally get to talk to each other. And that's that's what matters at this point. Um. How are you today? How's it going? I'm good. Um, aside from allergies, I'm good. <laughs> because allergy season, so dealing with that is not fun, but just taking it as it comes. So I'm just hoping I don't go into a sneezing frenzy on here. And if I do, I'll apologize ahead of time. <laughs> well, if you do, we'll say tight and keep on moving. <laughs> cool. Um, so where are, you, where are you coming here from today? Um, so I'm from... Toronto, Ontario. <laughs> All right, Canada in the house. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, and and online people, where can people find you? So online, I'm at Plaid and Peaches, um, at Plaid dot and dot Peaches, and then I do have my website, which I horribly do not maintain very well, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's linked in my bio as well. Um, so yeah, that's like my main one. I'm kind of sort of on Facebook, but not really. It's like whenever I post, if it automatically goes to Facebook, then that's as much, that's as much as it happens. Interacting <laughs> as you do. Yeah. Yes. I, there's a lot of social platforms out there. Yes, there is a lot. And I'm just like, I can't manage them all. I don't know. I applaud people who do, but I'm just like, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. You have to pick and choose the places where you want to put your energy. And yes. You- if Facebook's not that, that's okay. True. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, when did you start wood burning? So actually, I think it was back in, I'm going to say between 2015 to 2017. It's when I was wood burning, but I was wood burning on and off. It wasn't consistent. Um, like I started it and I was like, okay. This is cool. And it's funny because hearing how other people started, it was just, yeah, walk into Michael's. And I was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> I was like, I want to try that. <laughs> and then it took off from there. So, and it was actually after my grandma passed away that I think I more, I started doing it more consistently. Yeah. And it's funny because that might lead into part of my shop name. So yeah, the peaches, peaches is actually... Yes. So the peaches is actually my grandma's nickname. So oh, I had that's so nickname. sweet. Yeah, I renamed my shop in the honor of her because she was my, my biggest fan, my go-to, um, like just an amazing, strong woman. Uh, and so 
like my world changed when she passed. So I wanted something that, you know, was reflective of that and that keeps me going. So that's why I ended up renaming my shop with the peaches part. And the plaid actually came in with me and my mom when I first started, actually started on Etsy. Oh, so it's like multi-generational. Yes. So me and my mom came up with the plaid. We're just like brainstorming. We're like, okay, plaid. <laughs> and I don't even remember what the other half of it was prior to peaches, but it was something completely different. So that's how I ended up with my name. Cause surprisingly I started off with knitting and crocheting before I transitioned into wood burning. So I've actually, I, I feel like there's been, there's a lot of like artsy people who are do fiber arts of some sort and then they're like let's pick up a burner yes right? you're like inner inner pyro <laughs> like waiting to come out yes you're like let's burn things but creatively <laughs> yeah that, that destructive yes <laughs> destructive art <laughs> yes yes yeah that's how um my name came about and it stuck since so yeah yeah and so you started in 2016 15 2017 your grandma passed and then you just have you did you start burning more at that point um I did I was doing it a little bit more consistently and then I think I started like delving into a little bit of like markets just to see how no idea I kind of like just dove feet first into everything no idea no I no idea what I was doing I was just like let's see how this goes and I'll figure it out as it comes <laughs> yeah so yeah, like looking back, there's a lot of things I was doing wrong until I came across Burn Club, which is freaking amazing because I've learned <laughs> so much through it. But I was like, ooh, I was doing that wrong. Shouldn't have been doing that. So, Yeah, some of those things that you're like, oh, well, yeah, a fan would be a good idea. Pull yes, that smoke away. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a mask. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, oh, that's why my throat is sore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What were there other ones besides safety items? Were there other ones that you remember that you were like, uh, oh, white bulb moment? Um, the patience part. I was like, this needs to go faster. <laughs> like, can I just burn faster? Like, <laughs> and then I realized through ruining a couple pieces, to be like, yeah, no, that's not an option. You need to take your time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. Or I guess one of the funniest stories is when I did a piece and someone was like, how do you, like, if you mess something up, I mean, it's not like pen and paper or pencil and paper, you can't erase it and you can't undo it. So it's like, yeah, you have to sand it. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had like sh um, standing sheets and they're like, no, 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 like an actual sander. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so I shouldn't just take paper and right. keep going and going and going and going. That'll yeah, take so a long like time. Oh, okay. So an actual electric plug-in sander. Got it. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so, yeah. Th those are great learning experiences. And I love that, you know, they're still in your head so you can share them with everyone else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because it's one of those things you're just like, you totally were like, like, I'm on the right track. I figured it out. And they're just like, no, this is not it. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's, let's shift a little bit and try again. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I think definitely a couple of those are some of my like learning mishaps that or or learning from that I've done throughout the years and just like little trip tips and tricks that I've learned through like connecting with other pyrographers. So that's been pretty cool. And I think yeah, definitely after twenty seventeen it's more I got more focused into doing it. Started doing a bit more markets. Um I think I eventually changed my Etsy around. But then I was realizing there was like a really challenging part for me because I also do work full time to like be uploading. Like while I'm at work, you're at, like it's during the day. So I was like, yeah. okay, by the time you get in, you're like, okay, I missed all the good daylight and I have dinner to make and I have to do all the adulting things. And I'm just like, okay, now I got to go burn things and take pictures. And I'm like, how do people do it all? <laughs> yeah definitely a learning curve for me um is trying to balance and do all that and then again through burn club learning to do batch work and that has been greatly helpful so yeah <laughs> so that means you like you know what you're gonna burn you know which pieces you're gonna burn on and then you yeah get them all ready you sand them off you do all your burning 
Then yeah. you do all your finishing all at once instead of like, okay, I'm going to do this piece from sand to burn to finish yeah. to uh, any color kind of coloring before the finish, whatever you need to do. Yes, that was it before. So now it's just like, okay, I have it mapped out. I have like my pieces, I'll sketch them on. I'd be like, I'll pick an evening where this is going to be my sketch day. Um, I'll use the weekends for the sanding portion just because it's a bit easier. I don't have to worry about work. Um, so I'll use it as my sanding days if I need to sand anything. And then I'll just pick like an evening for the sketching. Then I might do one where I'm just like me, but I'll just do outlines of everything. And then another day I might just do shading. So definitely really figuring it. out like as it's you're going, you're like, okay, you're figuring it out. But yeah, definitely batch working makes so much sense. <laughs> Yeah. So you have, so how many projects do you usually have in any given batch? Um, well, it depends. Like I would say if I'm prepping for markets, there's things everywhere. Um, <laughs> that's definitely, you can find things all over the place when I'm prepping for markets. But I think last year going into this year, I've made a decision to kind of hone in on the markets that I'm doing like limits because I did my first workshop last year and it's something that I've been thinking about but definitely had some comparison syndrome saying oh my gosh like am I ready to teach a workshop like can I do the thing um and I remember like having a conversation with Rachel about it and another pyrographer um, Marisol and she's like just just do it just try it and I was like, all right. So through meeting one person, she connected me with another person who ended up being a coordinator for an art museum slash center. And that's how it took off. So did my first workshop. Everyone loved it. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's do another one. Um, so I just did a two-part one about a month and a half ago, which is pretty cool. Like I did like the two-part one because you got to actually have the same group of people. So you go right. over all like the safety and all like, you know, the, the key things in the first class. And then you don't have to do that for the second class. You just go straight into creating. Yeah. You so, give a quick reminder of like, turn your fan on, put your mask on and let's go. Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely a nice um, perspective to see what it's like doing a one day versus like a two part to see how things go. And, like, so you what know, were some of those differences? Yeah. So for example, I would say, going over all the information for one. Um, and then people just got more familiar with the second part. They were just like, okay, let's just do this. And I was able to break out the projects that we're working on. So the first one I did a utensil, um, something that it's like, cause I'm all like, uh, I can talk. I'm all about functional art. So yes. I wanted to do a utensil. I was like, that way they can take it home. It's up to them if they want to use it or not, or hang it in their kitchen. And the second portion, I was like, let's do a sign, but introduce color. So it was fun to give them that opportunity to test out a little bit of different concepts of wood burning. Like through the first one, they got to play around with their different nibs. The second one, they took that and they're like, okay, well, now we played around with it. We know what ones we like, what we don't like. Here's our template. And now we like, let's add color. And it was honestly such an amazing feeling to see everyone so zoned in when they were painting <laughs> like, you're just like, did you okay. have one of those like moments of silence when everyone was like so focused and it was just like oh there was and it was it was an awesome feeling like it was a good moment of silence like everyone's like so focused like you know getting their color um choosing their color palettes and you know like and even for the people who attended, seeing that even though someone else may have had picked the same template, their end result was completely different. So that was also... I, and that's amazing, seeing people put their own style on a piece. Yeah. And I was just like, that's just my template. If you want to go rogue and have fun, knock yourself out. Like, we're here to have fun and, like, <laughs> explore. So <laughs> go ahead. Like, so it was, yeah, it was definitely a nice opportunity and such a difference from doing workshops, from doing markets. Like... When you do the workshops, everything's prepped. You get there, you're ready to go. When you're doing markets, you're like, you're like, have I prepped all the things? Do I have all the things? <laughs> like, and you get there and it's just like, but yeah, it's totally two different speeds. So I'm hoping to do more 
workshops this year than markets. That sounds like it's a lot more fun because it's, you don't have to worry about will they like it? Will they not? They just want to do it. Yeah. Like they're just there to learn and have fun. So, and there's so many like what ifs that you can plan for, for markets, but you never really know. And it's always like that question. Everyone's like, how many things do you make for a market? And how do you price at a market? And yeah, there's a lot of question marks with any market. And people are just like, is there like a formula that you can calculate how many things you can make? And you're just like, you don't know. Because I've done markets where I've made things and they sold. And then I was like, cool, these are popular. So you make more of that item for the next market. And then it doesn't sell. And you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's definitely, like I say, two different speeds. I mean, granted, I do enjoy doing markets that are like, you know, when they are organized nicely, but it's definitely a different workshops are definitely a different take on the speed and like how you feel going into it and like the end result. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're, you're doing these markets. You, you did the, the one off and the, the two off. Are you, or the, the, the two part, do you want to try and do like a longer multi-part series or are you, is the two part like a really happy place? It's funny that you say that because um, I briefly spoke to the coordinator and I was just like, we could totally do like a six part workshop, like have a longer session in the fall leading into winter because the, the, um, the place that I do the workshop at, it's, I'm not sure if in the States, the programs are set up the same way, like either in community centers or museum centers where they go by calendars so programs are planned ahead of time. <clears throat> okay. And yeah. Before they come out. So the one that I did a couple months ago, we had finalized it and discussed it last year. So I was just like, I think it would be an awesome idea to do a six part workshop that leads from the, like starting from the fall that leads into winter, because then it could be like, you could do ornaments. You can do, there's so many things that you could do. And, and, there's so and in the as- fall, everybody wants kind of wood art. Yeah. You want that like autumn nature feel. Yep. Natural art. <laughs> yeah. It was like, so I think that like, you know, with the leaves changing and like the season changing. So I think it would be like a nice um, idea to have a workshop that spans out for that length. So do you have a whole bunch of burners then that you use for that? Or do students get their own burners? How does that well, work? I ended, up, um, <clears throat> I ended up getting the Walnut Hollow Versatool. The Versatool? Yeah, because it's like, that's what I started off with. and I So many like, people started off with yeah. that one. <laughs> and I feel it's a good beginner tool for you to like it, dip your feet into the water to see, is this something that I want to continue to do? And, so. and in a workshop or something like that, you've got time for it to warm up. You're not like sitting at home like oh, my toddler just fell asleep for a nap. I have 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, you know. <laughs> With the can, workshop, you've like dedicated two hours or whatever to, yeah. to doing it. Yeah. So we have that time set aside. So yeah, definitely. Um, that's the one that they use. Everyone is like, they're getting familiar with it. Um, and I feel like I said, it's an easy tool to start off with. And yeah, so I ended up getting those for my workshop. So then I had to, what I ended up doing just for my comfort was, putting a cap on how many people I wanted to attend because I'm just like slowly getting my feet into this so let me take my time and build up well and and it's nice to have a smaller group so then you can give them the personalized attention that they need or want yeah no I definitely agree with you there yeah so so um I mean, pricing is always something interesting and to hear about and to how how do people pay for that? Is it like was the two for class like significantly more expensive or so it was actually done through the museum, like the center, the arts the museum art center. Okay. Like so they, they have kind of like a set rate. Yeah. So they cause they create um different workshops through there. So people can actually there are like paid attendees or you can drop in. So they have multiple workshops there. So um I guess you'd say I would be the, or the one that introduced wood burning into <laughs> into their into their list of workshops that they offer. So, 
yeah, it's that is really done. cool. Yeah, everything's done through them, which is which is pretty easy. So I don't have to worry about that portion. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, everything's done through them. That's really cool. Um, so when you, so do you you come up with all your own templates for that, and where where do those ideas come from for those templates? I think like in terms of templates and like ideas in general, <clears throat> for me, I noticed that it's a lot of nature driven pieces that I do. Um, there'll be like the odd thing here and there, but it's all very nature focused and very mushroom focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you had a couple, like you had one in the community book that was a couple, um, that was some mushrooms, right? Yeah. That one. Yeah. Volume one two, right? Still, yeah. Volume two. That's actually one of the pieces I actually kept. Um, and it actually started with, I would say, prior to COVID, because, you know, when COVID hit, everything shut down. And you're just like, well, what are we going to do? So <laughs> we started hiking a lot. And when you're hiking, you came across you came across so many different types of mushrooms and obviously relied on, like, Google to help identify what they are. Um, but it's so interesting to see how many different types and styles and colors and like they're just so cool like you knew they were cool before we're just like when you really learn about them you're like wow like these things are freaking awesome so yeah we've gone a little mushroom crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's so fun and and the pieces that you make are really cool and you do such great color on them what do you use for that color um so color I do watercolors there might be the odd pencil crayon here and there, but I use the Newton and Windsor watercolors. Um, yep. Yeah, so far, I've they've done pretty good so far, and they're easy to access. I can just go to Michael's and get them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to wait for them. I mean, that, that is super helpful for anything to the ease of access. Yes. I mean, there are a couple out there that I've seen other pyrographers using that I was like, oh, those are so cool. Forgot the name of it. It's like they're made from soil, like art of soil or something. The art of soil. Yeah. Yes. I'm like on my wish list because they're freaking gorgeous. (laughs) They are beautiful. They are so cool. Yeah. So that's definitely on my wish list to get and then test out. So, but yeah. Yeah, so definitely all watercolors. I haven't tried acrylics yet. Um, Acrylics are a little scary with all the prep you have to do for them. Yeah, I haven't tried it. I was like, it looks cool. I've seen a couple people do that. I was like, that looks amazing. Yeah, so you said you work, you have another job. So Plaid and Peaches doesn't keep you busy full time. No. Um, so I do work in the healthcare field. Um, the goal is to have PMP full time, but as I slowly work on it, that is the goal. That's the dream goal <laughs> is to be doing this full time. Cause it definitely ignites like my drive in being creative. And I've noticed being creative is something that I've always been like, I've never not been creative in my life. So well, and like, it's so obvious when you're talking about it, you just light up. Yeah. So it's just like that energy when you get just do things and you just like creative output. And even sometimes when I'm adding color to a piece, I would confess, I don't have a plan. I'm just like, hmm, <laughs> let's just pick these colors and see where it goes. <laughs> so, um, definitely more on the riskier side. But yeah, like I've always been, I grew up around creatives and I've always been creative and it's always been an outlet for me um so yeah the goal is so to, I mean you, you're wood burning now you said you were doing some fiber arts before that yeah. what other mediums other? got you started on this journey okay so I actually have a background in garment construction like I did I have a background in fashion design oh cool <laughs> man you've done a little bit of everything <laughs> I actually have I did like Jewelry at one Fashion point. design, healthcare, jewelry, fiber life. arts, wood burning. What haven't you done? Um, I literally have to think about that because like I've experimented in so many things. Like I've worked with like wood burning on leather. Um, <clears throat> you were recently doing some paper too, right? 
Yeah, I did paper. I did, because I used to do painting a lot, like way back a couple years ago, like way back in the day. And then I just picked that up when I did like my embroidered canvases. Um, so yeah, I've definitely <laughs> done a lot of creative, a lot of mediums. So that's why it's that, for me sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, I want to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> but like I have my Instagram page look like and like a complete disaster. So I'm just trying to figure out how to do that. How to how to do a little bit of everything and not have to manage seven Instagram pages. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for that. No, I, one page is too many. <laughs> It is. It is already too much because there are days where I don't even feel like posting and I'll be like, I should post and the algorithm and all that nonsense. But I was like, I don't want to. (laughs) So I just don't. (laughs) Yeah. And that is an amazing way to do it. Just post when when it feels good for you. Is posting something you do with your batch working? Um, Do you like write up a whole bunch of posts and then have them ready to go? I actually tried it for like a week or two and it was actually going good. And then it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one of the challenges for me is, and I do post about it and I do talk about it online is I have, I was diagnosed with endometriosis. So there are times where I get really bad flare ups and that puts me completely out of commission. Is that some kind of a skin so it's a chronic disease um, that's with the uterus. So it's like, um, oh, okay. I know how to properly explain this, but I'm not gonna because I don't want to batcher it, like butcher it. But the lining grows out of the uterus. So you get a lot of like lower back pain and there's just a lot of pain that comes with it. So it's like considerized, categorized as a chronic condition. So just imagine you're on your I don't even know. Can we talk about this? Like, this yeah. yeah, we can. Imagine so, you're on your period and you're in pain, but like, you know, triple that immensely when you oh, physically cannot move. Um, there's that's times really like, hard. Grow up. Um, just I have really bad flare ups. And it's just there are times where I feel it's running me more. I'm running my life because I'll have things planned out. And I'll wake up with a bad flare up and I'm done. Like I cannot do anything. And, and that that's can, so heartbreaking. Yeah. And that can last a couple hours. It could be a day. It could be two days. Like it could be a week. Like you just don't know how long it's going to take you out. You just never know. So oh, that's so hard. It sucks. I'm not going to like, you know, find a nice word about it. It epically sucks. <laughs> Um, you don't have to there's no nice words to say (laughs) it just sucks um and because of that I try to um that's why I have it on my page where I donate a percentage of my sales to um to organizations that are both um doing such amazing work online educating people about endometriosis because it's something that's not really talked about I mean during my history of trying to figure it out I was dealing with it since 2013 and I wasn't fully diagnosed until 2018. Oh, that's so, a long time to be dealing with pain and yeah, not knowing. And telling you like doctors telling you, you're fine. And you're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Something's wrong here. Something is wrong. Can you just please listen to me? Yeah. Um, so it is definitely. And one of those things where I became more vocal about it because a lot of people, they're just like, Oh, it's just like my period pain. And I was like, don't dismiss it. Don't let your doctors dismiss it because you never know. Like this right. is a disease that takes so long to be diagnosed and there's not a lot of research being put into it. So I always let people know, like, don't dismiss it because you never know. Are there are there treatments for it or is the or is that what the research is working on right now, trying to find a lot kind of, of treatment? People- give you the assumption that like, yeah, if you get pregnant, you'll be fine. If you remove your insides, you'll be fine. Like a hysterectomy. I've seen people who have endo who've had hysterectomies to remove it. But unfortunately, it doesn't only stay in your uterus. It can go to other parts of your body, which is something that I recently found out. Um, oh. So it's like there's medication or they say you do surgeries. Um, yeah, it's just. But not great solutions. No. Solutions that are kind of like a band-aid. 
Mm. Those are like, here's medication that will mess up your hormones. <laughs> and you're like, this is not, this is not what I need. Yeah. Or go do surgery. <laughs> Have a hysterectomy. Um, get pregnant. Also prob- yeah. Yeah. So it's just like. Not, not yeah. helpful solutions here. No, they're not. Or yeah, like the amount of people that I've seen just being dismissed and just like gaslit and just brushed aside. And it's just like, it becomes really frustrating because you yourself feel horrible because there are times that you miss out on things because you're just like, I physically cannot move. Yeah. And then you have doctors telling you you're fine. And it's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) So it is definitely something that I would say is both physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausting. Um, And I guess that's why sometimes being creative just gives me that outlet to just when I'm in. Not think about it. Yeah. So when I'm feeling good, like I want to do all the things because I know that when I'm not, I can't do anything. So is, is wood burning something you can do on days when you're having a flare up? No, just you're like, I'm in bed and I can't move. Yeah. I pretty much go from couch to bed. (laughs) Oh yeah. There's like, I, it's just a complete write off of a day. That's Um, hard. And, like, I have to time medication, like, clockwork. So, yeah. But, so that's no, why I like, think- missing your four-hour window. <laughs> yeah, none of that. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, um, that's why I think, like, it feels to be able to, like, have an opportunity to donate, like, percentages to those organizations that are doing such amazing work. Um, like, Endo Events is one of them. It's pretty cool because um, I've learned a lot. The information that they post helps you feel like you're not alone, but then you learn from it as well. But I think that's why one of my things is just giving back a little bit that I can when, you know, during that portion. So, and that's why also one of my colors is yellow because it is the color, (laughs) which I found out after because it's always been like mustardy yellow has been like a color that I really like. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And it's great to be able to give back to that kind of an organization or that hopefully can help you find a solution too. Yeah. Cause like we know being through like in burn club, having that sense of community is so like, it makes you feel like you're not alone. Absolutely. To be heard. So yeah. So having that space is pretty good. Yeah. Anytime you can find community and some kind of someone to connect with, whether virtual or in person is, it just makes such a huge difference. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here, Shanique, and we'll be right back. Sounds good. All right. And we're back now with Shanique Brown of Plaid and Peaches. Hey, Shanique, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So we didn't touch on it before the break, but what kind of surfaces and what kind of um, burners do you like to use? So I first started out with the Versatool. And I guess you would say I just, I used it for, I don't know how long I used it for, but not long enough. And I was (laughs) like, cool. I just want to upgrade to a razor tip. Like, I don't even want to be doing this anymore. I just took like the leap and was like, let's just do a razor tip. So yeah, I was that because you wanted the wire nib and the faster heat up cool down times on that? Or what made you decide that the razor tip was the one? I don't know. I think it was social media. Like everyone that I follow that was burning, that's the one they had. And it was after I got it that I started realizing there's other brands out there that I was like, I didn't know about. Um, so yeah, I went straight for the razor tip. And I liked it because their customer service is really good. I've had a couple issues with like my burners and they've been so easy to connect with and just help out and fix. And um, so I did start out with that one. Then I started out with the SK, which is like the one outlet. Yeah. And then I was gifted the D10. So the two plug outlet. Um, my boyfriend gifted me that for my birthday. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so I was like, cool more things to burn and more <laughs> more pens. more different ways to do it yeah more different ways to do it so yeah um so that's the one i've been using since the sd10 yeah 
I like it. I got the option to switch out different tips. Um, I know they have a newer one out. Um, but yeah, so far I'm happy with the SD10. So I don't know when I'll be yeah. upgrading. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to upgrade if you're happy with what you got yeah true and then w you've talked about you did wet leather and you've done paper what kind of surfaces do you love to burn on hate to burn on what are your feelings about different service surfaces so as I was learning um I did pine and I was just like oh my gosh never again <laughs> <laughs> so we won't be doing that again um I've tried ash I like it, but sometimes like the coasters that I get, the grains are so prominent and it's such a hard burn for me. Like I personally don't like it. I think my favorites are cherry. Uh, I think the given basswood, but it's just like, it's, I wish it was more easily readily available to get. Um, yeah. It's harder to get a hold of in Canada. Like when I first started woodbraiding, Michaels pulled out all their live edge basswoods. And I was like, seriously? <laughs> when I start, you decide to pull them out of your stores. Um, uh. But I have worked on those. Uh, let's see what else I've worked on. Pear, birch, spalted maple and maple is pretty good. I like those. Um, yeah, I've done the paper, I've done leather, what else have I done? canvas, I've done that one, which is pretty fun. Is uh, that another one that you got to burn with high heat like paper, or is that a low heat like leather? I'm still figuring it out, because one time I was like, ooh, high heat, I ended up burning a hole in the piece that I was working on. So, so maybe not high heat. So maybe not too high. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the balance and like the pressure for the canvas one, but I would say like a medium heat should be good. And then obviously lighter if you want to do like the lighter ones and then when you're doing your shading and your like your line work. So yeah, definitely not high heat. I would say it could be high heat if the canvas is really thick. But if it's a thin one, probably not. Sure. Yeah. So what else is like? Yeah, like beech wood, birch, pear, cherry, ash. And then you were saying you you'll sand the wood and put your designs on it and yeah. watercolor finish watercolor and then finish. Yeah. So if it's a piece that I'm adding color, I'll add that after and I'll use watercolor. Um and for the longest time, I was hesitant to do pieces with color and put the finish on it. Because, again, I'm still, like, learning about all the different finishes. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I believe I did try it once, and it smudged. And I think it may have been the watercolor paint that I was using at the time. Because it wasn't Windsor & Newton. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Or a water-based finish. Yeah. So I definitely say, even though for the length of time I've been doing this, I'm still figuring out the finishes as I'm going. I'm going to explore that. So if it's a piece where it's a sign, then yeah, I'll do the sanding. And then I'll do, I do do templates. So it's a piece where I'm repeating. I'll have an image sketched out. And then I'll just transfer it on with like carbon paper. Because I find it so much easier to do it that way if I'm repeating the same design. Granted, it's never the same either way. Because I right, just do the outline of it and then... You transfer it just a little bit differently, you burn it yeah. just a little bit differently, and that's the beauty of handmade art. Yeah, because you know, like when you're shading it in, when you're adding the line detail, you don't do it exactly how you did the first one. So it's still a little bit different. So yeah, it's usually yeah. my process. Um, and I would say most of the finishes that I do put on, it's when I'm doing coasters. I haven't really put, it wasn't really my thing to put finishes on actual like wood signs. Because I had it in my head where if someone was to throw this back in the woods, I wanted to just break down. Oh, and sure. Not have anything on it. That's going to harm the forest. <laughs> that was like, when I first started, I was like, so I'm like, I don't want to put any finishes on it. I'm like, those are chemicals. So, yeah. 
but for coasters like I do because like you know it's coming in contact with water and moisture so I have you to. want to preserve it as much as you can yeah yeah that makes that makes sense um and then we had a question from a listener from from Zona she wanted to know where do you source your wood and do you have any supplier suggestions oh cool um okay I source my wood. There's a place in, is it Hamilton or Burlington? Exotic Woods is one. They have like an amazing selection. Um, then there's Red River Designs. Like it's a brother company. They do carpentry, but they also sell wood as well. Okay. Get it from them. Um there's another place called WM Market. They're a lumber yard. And I just started recently learning that lumber yards are better than Home Depot. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get the pe- p- smaller pieces for more cost-efficient ways. Yeah. And it's just it's just better. Um, and you've, you're, you're supporting local. And... Yeah. And they know what they're doing. They know what they're talking about. Uh, and they can give you tips and suggestions. Not that people at Home Depot don't know what they're talking about, but you know. But they have to know how, about plumbing and wood yeah. and uh, washing yeah. machines. Yeah, so it's a little bit more fine tuned that way. Um, I've gotten a couple pieces from a place called Lee Valley uh, Stockade. So I try to source as local as possible. There are the occasional pieces that I can't or recently uh, the Red Cedar bookmarks from Bill Whistling. Oh my gosh, his bookmarks are freaking amazing. What was that name again? It's, hold on, I have to check my, let me check IG because I want to make sure I get it right. Bear with me. (laughs) Yeah. Because you've been doing quite a number of those bookmarks lately. Yes, like. Um, I think it was through Megan that I actually first found out. I was like, oh my gosh, those parks are gorgeous. Where'd you find them? He is Whistling Whitler. His name Whistling is Whitler. Yeah, his name is Bill William on IG. And he does just like, I mean, the patients do cut bookmarks like that thin. And I'm like, thank you for making such gorgeous pieces. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> so I get my bookmarks from him. And... Where else? I've gotten actually a couple of pieces from Aspen Creations only because of a fellow pyrographer that used to live in Canada and now lives in the States. So it was one of those times when they did like bundles and it's kind of like first come first serve. And me and her like, let's go win on this together. So we did. Yeah. We ended up like oh, getting cool. it. And she, we split it and she ended up shipping some to me, um, which is like, ended up being a little bit cheaper because shipping is gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is heavy? Yes, it is. <laughs> it would be nice if the shipping fee was going to the person, <laughs> but it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've gotten a couple pieces from them and their wood is gorgeous. And I actually like still have some that I have right now that I refuse to use because I'm like, I don't know when I'm ever getting this again. So I'm like hoarding these wood pieces. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are like the main places that I get them from. That is that's cool. And so thank you, thank you, Zona, for sending in a question. And if anyone else wants to send in questions for future guests, you can find us at peak-pyro.com slash guest questions. Send in your questions because I'd love to ask your questions to for all of the guests on the show. Yeah, that was a uh, good question. Because that was one of the hard things for me is finding like wood suppliers in Canada because there's so many in the States. It it does seem to be easier to find in the States than in yeah, other countries. There's like Wallet Hollow and, and it's even getting like the smaller rounds, like, you know, the coaster rounds or the ornament rounds. Like there's companies in the States that specifically just create those. And it's a lot trickier to find that over here. A lot of people don't do smaller cuts. Yeah, and it's hard to, it's a lot of work to buck up your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. hopefully, because my boyfriend ended up getting me two logs of, I think it's, I think he said it's cherry birch. We're trying to figure it out, and it has like an orange <laughs> to it. 
So it's been drying since last year. So hopefully once that's good, I won't need rounds for like a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty nice for him to be like, ooh, I'm just going to bring you two logs and just have them in your place. I'm like, cool. I love that your partner supports this so much. (laughs) Got your burner, brings home wood for you. It's right there for you. Yeah, he's super helpful. When he's able to, like, um, when he has the capacity to do it, but like, I'm shooting like ideas and be like, "What do you think of this?" or "How about this?" I'm like, "Yeah." So it's nice to have that support, and even just like my other, like my parents and like my siblings as well. So when they're able to help me out, they do. So it's nice to have that family. Coming back to that idea of community and support. I'll just be bugging my mom. What do you think about this? How about this? (laughs) Like doing this? (laughs) Can you help me with this? So yeah. And she's like, anytime, sweetie. <laughs> like, like I just bombard her with like pictures or images. So yeah. Awesome. Well, let's uh let's pivot mm-hmm. a little bit here. And we talked about how you've got your chronic illness and um so we know a little bit about what uh bad days look like, but how do you take care of yourself outside of the days when you can't move? I'm still trying to figure that out. Some days are better than others, but, you know, I'm, I would say trying to sleep properly or trying to get a good night's rest, but sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Um, Getting fresh air is helpful. Like, when you're able to go for, like, walks. um, Yes. I call him my fur assistant. Like, my cat is just... Like he's my first assistant, so he's definitely a. I would say that's pet therapy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, there'll be the odd times where I just have podcast on or like certain songs playing, um, and food. <laughs> food. <laughs> I like food. <laughs> it's it's definitely a good comfort. Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah. that. Yeah, just definitely like there's specific podcasts I just like listening to with just music. Like one of them, if I'm burning, I like either just playing like songs on Spotify or um, I think Brene Brown is like a go to podcast for me. Because uh, I yep. try to even like on my feed, like have wood burners, like pyrographers, but have other artists and like just branch out a little bit. Right. Take some inspiration from other art forms yeah because there's like one that i follow like cyber Brown, brown i think it's like holistic psychologist something like that like she gives suge- like i guess i'd say it's a form of social media therapy <laughs> um and her page is literally just like you know she'll put quotes in or examples and things and it's something that just like you can just read quickly and briefly it makes you think or it gives you suggestions and just more friendly reminders so just that like I'm still like again I say I'm a work in progress because there's a lot of things that I'm relearning so I mean who is not a work in progress we're all learning (laughs) so yeah definitely trying to relearn certain habits and just yeah yeah as best as I can do and and that's all any of us can do on any given day yes for sure (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let's, it's time now to play our favorite game here on Peak Pyrography, and that is the deserted island question. Cool. So it, as a wood burner, we're going to drop you on a deserted island and leave you there with one type of wood, one burner, one nib, and then one extra item. What would those be for you? So let's start with the wood. Okay. So for the wood, I think I'm going to go with. Salted maple. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can pick a bunch, but that's the first one. I was like, I'll just go with that one because that's the first one if, that came. To if I have right. to pick one, it'll be okay. Spalted maple. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one that yep. came first to mind. So yeah. And then a burner and nib that you'd be using. Definitely my D10 because I have the yep. option of doing two outlets. Um, and then the pen, 
I don't have the second camera set up, so I'm just going to show it here. I don't know if you can see it. It's the knife tip. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. It's just it's my second one. I broke the other one. Just like my <laughs> It's your favorite, so you've used it so much. I've used it so much. Like, it's just my, my go-to. Like, I'm still exploring, like, the other tips. Like, they're all good, but I definitely realize that's the more used <laughs> That's the more useful yeah. that I have for sure. Uh, and then what else to go with it? I don't know. I laugh because, like I said, I just recently watched Megan's and I'm just like, I want to bring my cat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's totally fine. I think we'll you're not. <laughs> something I like. You, you got to have some company for sure. He's my miniature security guard. So. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Amazing. And then I like to have a moment here where we talk about the amazing community that we're part of and that, that we see online and who are three accounts and they don't all have to be pyros. They can be businesses. They can be non pyros. They could be pyros, but I know this is a really hard question who are three accounts that you think we should all be following or that we would all get something from, from following? Okay. That is a really hard question because all the pyrographers out there are so freaking cool. Um, so I can't pick one and I think I'm not going to pick a pyrographer only because I've listened to the other podcasts and they've all mentioned some really good ones, but one that I like and it's just, I forgot his name. It's a doctor. Uh, like, he does, like, a lot of health and wellness. And he'll post, like, recipes and um, tips. And just, like, friendly reminders, just, like, take care of yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good one. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I apologize. Um, you you sure can message it, it to me later, and I'll, I'll yeah. make sure it gets in the show notes. Yeah, I'll share that to you after. Um, oh my gosh, that's really hard. And, and I, I know this is super hard because you're like, I don't want to offend anyone by not saying them. And Yeah, and it's not even more like offending. It's more like there's so much that I follow because like I follow all the pyrographers who are amazing. But then I recently started following other creative mediums, like other artists who do paintings and... Or they may do yeah. watercolors, um, or they're in like the health and wellness sector. Um, and you and you find different value from so many different accounts. Yeah, because like they all have different things to share, um, and they're all like you know small business focused, but it's also like you know they show like the ups and down, the ups and downs that they go through. And yeah, so it's always that reminder that you know, like the bad days are okay and the good days are okay. Um, right, because so much of our social media is so curated, and you just only see the positives for people. Yeah, so like when you do come across people who are just like, no, it's not all sunflowers and daisies, and you're like, thank you, because <laughs> there are days. Thank you. I feel you validated. Like, yeah, because there are days where you're just like, you're just not feeling up to par and you're like you know to have an account that is just real yeah like thank you like thank you for that breath of fresh air like there's ooh, there's one that she's a she does poetry it's alex l and um her poems are amazing but i think it's just there's so much like validation that she has shown the growth that she's gone through and like the hard times that she's gone through to get to where she is now and she just like makes you like knowledge that it's okay to go through those deep waters as you're figuring it out sure so like just why i say like having little bits of everything i like it because it just gives you that refresher or it just rejuvenates you in a different creative perspective so i think it's nice just to have a an array but still curated because I do go through phases where I call them the IG purge where I'll just go through a list of fall and be like this person's not engaging with me I'm not engaging with them it's time to part that right it, this, harsh, this is no but, longer bringing me value yeah but it's like it doesn't make me feel good so 
<laughs> it's time to go. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, and that's that is a really healthy thing to do for yourself. Oh yeah, I'm trying. Like I said, it's a learning progress because before you're just like, well, I want to follow everybody, but you're just like, no. So yeah, it's definitely a work in progress for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then Shanique, what are what's a tip or trick? And we've talked about so many, but is there one in particular you want to kind of highlight that you think others would find really valuable? I think when it comes to wood burning, um, I would definitely say give yourself that grace that it will take time. And if, you know, you're being transparent, there are times where you see other people and that comparison bug comes and it can come heavy because you're just like, whoa, that's so cool they're able to do that. But I think for me, you're always doing that or you try to do that mind check of you have no idea what's going on in the background. Right. There's and so much that you don't know. Yeah. Like you don't know the path that they've had to walk to get where they are. So try and your do your best and keep around you who you need to, to just help you stay in like in that lane. Like not, it's like, you know, but stay in your lane kind of focus, but stay in the lane on your own speed, like figure it out on your own speed, but don't be afraid to ask questions. Cause I always say you can ask questions. Like the worst someone can tell you is no. And if they do right. say no, be like, thank you. And you keep going. Yeah. So that's something that I've taken. <laughs> I've dived deep in. That's been my motto. Like since COVID started, I'm like, I'm just going to ask all the questions. And all someone can tell me is no. And if they say no, I say thank you. And I ask someone else because that's how I learn by asking. And if someone right. comes and be like, how do you do this? And be like, cool. Like, here's how you do it. Here's how I found it. See if it works. Because someone else that I asked took the time to explain it to me. So I try and pay it back that way. Cause I'm just like, I don't know everything. And what I do know it's either because I learned it or someone was nice enough to share it with me. And like, you yeah. know, give me the information and like, or guide me in that direction. So definitely say, give yourself that grace and don't be afraid to ask questions and just sometimes just got to just dive feet first and see where it goes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that is great advice. Give yourself grace. Yeah. So it's not easy. Yeah. Well, Shaniki, what do you have coming up now? Um, so... Trying to find some new spots for uh, workshops to do. So that's one of my to-do lists. And um, there's a market that I did last year. It ended up being a three-day market. Um, it's actually a pretty huge event. It's called Camp and Fest. Uh, I believe I'll be doing that this year. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to be like, horse with blinders and just <laughs> try and focus kind <laughs> of get things done. I uh, also got um I do have one a store that I do have my pieces in so just try and keep up with restocking them. So yeah a lot of fine tuning. So those are a couple things that is on my radar right now. I'm sure there's more but <laughs> <laughs> that seems like plenty. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it's a lot. It's one of those things where going through this year, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. So still figuring out as I go along. Yeah. Well, that is great. And I can't wait to follow you on those journeys and see where you go and what you post. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. This was amazing. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. <laughs> so much fun. And, uh, and people can find you again on Instagram at plaid.and.peaches or on your website, plaidandpeaches.square.site. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right.
Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share comments on today's podcast or suggestions for the future on Instagram at Peak Pyro Podcast or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.